Welcome back to What Do You Want to Watch, the show hosted by myself, Nathan English, and David Dirks. And what do you know? The sun rose and it set and the moon was in the sky and the NFL played another week of football. And we actually didn't have to deal with the stress of watching the Chiefs games. We just got to enjoy oh, yeah. our Sundays, which was which was abnormal for us. And we got to enjoy the fact that both of us did really well in picks this last week and are now dead even. Um, but we're, we're this week will be the halfway point of the NFL regular season, which feels really weird to say. It feels like it's gone by really fast, but we're going to recap things that happened in week eight and then I'll give our picks for week nine, just like we do every single week. So Come on. Around. David, who is your performer of the week? Uh, my performer of the week is Christian McCaffrey. Um, man, shame on the Panthers uh, for not being able to build a coherent team around what seems to be a pretty special uh, athlete and talent. Um, mm. they, they had so many opportunities, dude. And it's like, I, I almost got the sense with Saquon as well. We're like, okay, are they just injury prone? Are they really up to what we call them? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I've kind of thought these two running backs specifically, I just didn't think they were used right. And I think they were used and abused. And now he's played two games, right? But, man, he put up 40 fantasy points um, on, the, you know, this this last Sunday. Yeah, um, threw a touchdown. He caught a touchdown. Didn't he run for a touchdown as well? Yep, yeah. And it's like, maybe... He's like on a competent team now, uh, and this man is just going to ball out because, man, the Panthers had so many opportunities to to build a team around a, what seems to be a legitimate uh, top five running back in the league, uh, and now they've squandered that. He had uh, 18 carries, 94 yards, and a touchdown. That's 5.2 yards uh, per carry. Eight receptions for 55 yards and a touchdown, 6.9 yards, uh, a catch. Uh, and then, oh yeah, sorry. Let me go to the passing stat. One for one, thirty-four yards and a touchdown. Perfect passer rating. Um, I mean, he's not going to do this every game, but I think the Niners are, are Super Bowl contenders. I'll say it. They got a lot of talent around uh, Jimmy G with Brandon Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey. You got um, George Kittle, who can be good when they use him in that scheme. You got Debo Samuel. Um, you got a good coach in Kyle Shanahan, and, and this team's only getting healthier. They've been riddled with injuries, so mm-hmm. yeah, dude. McCaffrey's free, and you know, based small sample size, he's kind of he's living right now. So that's my winner of the week. Yeah, I the the just looking at the stat line afterwards and watching the game, it reminded me. I don't know if you remember when McCaffrey was in college that Rose Bowl when he was playing for Stanford against Iowa. When they Barely, absolutely yeah. destroyed Iowa, and he was like returning kicks and yeah, didn't he have like four touch total touchdowns yeah. or something like that? It yeah. reminded me a lot of that. Like they were just like, "This is our best guy. Let's find a way to use him," and they did, and, and that's what that's what worked. I mean, I think the game against the Chiefs last week. I still don't think even if he had read the whole playbook, they were going to beat the Chiefs just the way Mahomes was playing. But yeah. you look. You, you you look at it 
and you could say, well, yeah, the only kind of poor performance he's had this season was last week when he had 48 hours notice before he was learning one of the most complex offensive systems in the league. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I, I would agree. I think the 49ers are contenders in the NFC, partly because, you know, McCaffrey is going to give their offense that boost, but also because, I mean, who else are we looking at in the NFC? we got the Eagles, obviously, are at the top right now. And then you're saying probably the Cowboys as well are up there and the Niners. And then what are we looking at? Like the South has, you know, a three and five team at the top of the division right now. Uh, the Packers are struggling. You could say the Vikings as well, but I think everybody is hesitant to crown the Vikings because we I, know about Kirk Cousins. I might take Viking. I might take the Niners head to head in a Vikings Niners matchup. Honestly, I mean, I I would go the other way, and here's why: oh, okay. I would trust Kirk Cousins more than Garoppolo mm. at this point. I really think so. That's the only thing I think holding the Niners back. You, you, they are not going to win a game because of Jimmy Garoppolo but they'll lose a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, I agree. They, they looked pretty scary and the Rams who it, it is, they are having a Super Bowl hangover for sure. This yeah. Year. The Niners completely just outplayed them physically scheme mm-hmm. wise. It, it was kind of close there in the first half, but then very quickly. Whew. Yeah. They're just not looking good. And then the Cooper cup thing that happens in the fourth quarter where McVeigh should not have had him out on the field should not have had him try to carry the offense when they're down multiple scores at the end of the game. And he t- tweaks his ankle and who knows? So yeah, I, I I'm a little worried about what the Rams could do, but I agree with you. McCaffrey looked really good with the Niners. Um, speaking of the NFC, still going back to that South, my, my performer of the week is, Choking disease. Uh, everybody mm. be aware of choking disease. You can catch it. Um, you know, if you come into close contact with uh, someone that has had it previously, especially if they've had symptoms for a, a long time. Um, mm. So you have to be careful. It, it'll come up upon you at the end of games. And the Carolina Panthers experienced this firsthand when they mm. played the Atlanta Falcons, who out Falcons the Falcons at the end of this game. Mm. DJ Moore catches an insane pass from PJ Walker, who was rolling out to his left through a bomb. Catch of the year, question mark? I don't think it's that good. Mainly because it <laughs> didn't mean, win them the game. Well, that <laughs> he immediately, he caught it, um, which the DBs for the Falcons, what were you guys doing? What you literally, your only job is to not let DJ Moore get past you. Like how, yeah. how did you slow down? catches it, and then immediately takes off his helmet, which I don't think should be a flag, but everybody knows it's a flag if you take it off as part of the celebration. So it gets flagged, and so it backs their kicker up, and then their kicker 15 misses. yards, too. Yeah. They're, it's it's a, a personal foul, yeah. Is it a, is it a 50-yarder? Uh, it was like 40-something, but their kicker misses Jeez. this field goal, or this extra point try, so it goes into overtime. They get the ball down in the red zone again, and the kicker misses again. They're out falconsing the Falcons. That and I, I just it would have been so satisfying. Um, I th- I think that. Well, I know that if they won that game, they would have been in the lead for the division yep. right now. The Falcons and the Panthers were fighting for the lead of the division in Week yeah. Eight of this NFL season. That was insane. But yeah, choking disease uh, was really out here. And full force, be beware because you know if you come into close contact now, the Panthers have it. It seems like so. Anybody playing the Panthers 
could also catch it. Um, so you just got to be real worried about that. That's funny. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, there's no way he's missing this right. He missed it. Yeah, I see missed. <laughs> so I, I was blown away. Yeah. Well, yeah, and the Falcons threw a pick in that first drive. Right, um, yeah. They were trying to give the game away. The Falcons were like, please, please beat us. We would love for you to beat us. It would it would bring us great joy to hurt our fans once again. And the Panthers were like, no, we would like to screw this up more, actually. But yeah, good news if you're a Panthers fan, it looks like P.J. Walker is like, He's not, I don't know if he's the guy for the future, but he looks like your guy for now, right? Yeah, he looks, I mean, I, I mentioned like he made a couple of good throws last week and the, which makes sense. You were kind of like, well, let's, I want to see him more than one game, but he made, a, he made a pretty, pretty good, pretty good throws and had, had a good game. So I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I think you wait more, this out. He's had more big plays than Baker at, already this season. Um, mm-hmm. So, so I'd stick with him, but. Yeah, the the Panthers and the Falcons choking disease. Gotta love it, David. It's worst performer of the week. Who do you got? Uh, my worst performer is Trevor Lawrence and his jinx. So, at one point in this lifetime of this twenty twenty two season, the Jaguars were two and zero. And post game, after getting a oh, question that I don't know, that's not what's important here. He responds by saying, uh. I think we can't doubt at this point that the Jags are a good team. I think th- I think it's pretty evident uh, in how we're playing in our record that the Jacksonville Jaguars are a good football team. And uh, since that quote checks notes, the Jaguars are zero and five. And just with just with another, it, it was a better performance, maybe. I mean, it is the Broncos though, but another just falling apart and and losing two checks notes the broncos um so yeah rough lawrence uh had a 13.9 qbr two picks uh now etn did have 24 carries 156 yards in a tutty that's pretty great but uh yeah lawrence my guy you gotta you gotta you know you can talk the talk but you gotta walk the walk too that was a game that weirdly instilled more confidence in me that we could easily beat the broncos because the mm. Jags were trying to give that game away and it was still close. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think I saw a stat that uh, through this many starts, Trevor Lawrence has the worst winning percentage of any quarterback drafted number one overall. Um, really? And now you can excuse the, wow. you could say, well, the urban season was kind of a wash because it was terrible coaching and stuff. Um, but even if you're counting this as his quote unquote rookie year, it's still not looking good. Um, mm-hmm. He's not making good reads. He is not. A, a, and a lot of it, I've seen a lot of people now, which a lot of these people were the same people that were saying like, this is the best prospect since Peyton Manning. We need to respect Trevor Lawrence, but I'm seeing a lot of people say that it's the offense that he ran at Clemson was not an NFL style offense. So mm-hmm. he has a lot of catching up to do that people didn't really consider when he was drafted. Um, Mm -hmm. He wasn't running a pro-style offense at Clemson. But, yeah, he's looking rough. Um, And the Jags, that's got to feel terrible if you're a Jags fan and just, like, seeing this number one overall pick. And you had the urban excuse last year, and then this year you're like, we're going to turn it around, and you can't. Yeah. Well, and it's not play con either. They ran the ball 32 times and threw it 18. They ran it twice as much. But it's – yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, where would you rank him right now? Starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Where would you take Lawrence? 
Oh my goodness. Um, it's gotta be bottom 10, right? Easy. Just on my gut. Yeah, you have to be, let me just really run through the teams. Cause I'm going to take Josh Allen. What? I'm going to take Tua. I'll take, I'll take Mac Jones, Zach Wilson. Maybe <laughs> Lamar. No Joe. No Bursette. The way he played last night. No, I want to see more Kitty Pickett. Like, yeah, right now it's like, he might be, he's, I think he's in bottom five. I mean, he, he's, he's right there. He's right there at the bottom of the totem pole. Uh, I don't know many fan bases that are feeling worse about their starting quarterback. You could have said before last night, the Browns, um, cause they're starting Jacoby Brissett, but they just walloped. Even Marcus Mariota with the Falcons, like he's putting together wins, you know? Right. Yeah. You just feel like, I, I don't know. I, I, I just feel like there's not many people like w- would the Colts take Trevor Lawrence right now with all the troubles they're having at QB. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think the jets would take Trevor Lawrence either over what, I mean, Zach Wilson had some bad, bad picks, but he didn't look worse than Trevor Lawrence. He looked equally as bad. So I don't know what that they would take him either. I think the only teams that might take him are Houston, the lions and Washington. I don't even know, but those are maybes. I don't know. Even with Jared, you don't think so? No, I think, I mean, Jared's better than, Trevor Lawrence, I would much That's rather true. trust Jared to run my. He own doesn't game. have the arm, but he has a competent and, like football IQ. And Heineke's playing better. Like you know, Heineke's not the guy, but he's a guy. Heineke is going to get stuff done. He's going to grind it out. He may make some bad decisions, but I, I mean, there's hey, just they, like nothing that instills confidence whenever I see Trevor Lawrence yeah. play. Heineke, they won back to back games with him starting. They won three right. in a row. So right. So yeah, that's that's a good point. I didn't even thought about that. Like I. There may not be a team in the league that takes Lawrence right now. You could say because even Davis Mills, like, exactly. You could say the Texans, but I don't. I mean, has Davis Mills played really that any worse than Trevor Lawrence has thus far this season? I don't think so. So, yeah, that's got to feel terrible, Mm -hmm. especially when all you heard, if you're a Jags fan, was this is the next Peyton Manning. Which we even talked about that around this time, like. Yeah, it, we talked about it around this time. Like, that's just not fair to Trevor when we have these expectations. No. Same with Archie Manning. Like, that's just not fair to this kid. Just the indubitable amount, a dubitable amount of pressure. I don't know if I use that word there correctly. That this this like eight eighteen year old is facing. Like, it's just not fair to him. Yeah, yeah, and that's and the difference is Lawrence is attached to it because of his play style or because of what people thought he was in college, and and. Arch is just, it's because of his last name, which comes with the territory, I guess. So we'll see about him. Uh, My worst performer of the week. (laughs) Guys, so last week we were like, the Raiders, the Raiders are good. Like we're, the Raiders are, the Raiders are fine. Uh, We're, we're okay. They actually looked explosive on offense. Like that's what we believe in. And then they put up a goose egg against the Saints. But not only did they put up a goose egg, they didn't run a play in Saints territory. They didn't cross the 50-yard line as an offense until the second half. They didn't do it at all in the first half. And Alvin Kamara, the Saints running back, had 158 yards from scrimmage, which was more than the Raiders' starting offense had in the entire game. He beat them by himself. 
David is just giggling over oh there. Oh my goodness. Because this is so funny. But also, like, what happened? How? Like, they, a- they look kind of good. They have Devontae Adams, one of the best receivers in the league. They have Carr. You know, Josh Jacobs looked like a beast against the Texans. Three touchdowns. And they they can't even they can't even score points. Yeah, dude. I, if I'm if I'm a Raiders fan, I'm infuriated. I'm just infuriated. They had they ran the ball 13 times, 2.9 yards per attempt. After Josh just ran for 160 yards and three touchdowns. Um, Devontae, Let's see. I played. I, I played the the guy who uh, had Devontae. He had one catch for negative one yards, I think. So yeah, I don't know how you feed Devontae one time. Like I know Marshawn Lattimore's over there, but you can do something. You can- Marshawn Lattimore's not prime time Deion Sanders. Like apparently, apparently he is. I mean, you can throw it over there. People have been scoring against the Saints. It's yeah. Their defense looked much better this last week than they ever have. And they kind of mm-hmm. lived up to some expectations a little bit, but people are scoring against the Saints. There's no excuse for this. The Raiders um, had 3.3 yards per play, 3.3. And you also, you have to think, like, how much of this is Josh McDaniels? Mm. Another Belichick prodigy who has left before, had a, did a bad job outside of a win streak with the Broncos, came back, and, and now he's got another team of his own, and he's doing terrible again. And Mark Davis obviously said, Josh McDaniels is our coach and will be for years to come, which is the worst thing an owner can ever say about you. Yeah. Because one, it means he has to emphasize that you're still the coach, which shouldn't ever be a question. And two, like 80% of the time, that guy gets fired within five weeks. Yeah. You can't, you can't put that pressure on that. Yeah. I don't know how they score zero points. I, shutouts happen less than 3% of the time in NFL games, statistically. And to oh, have an offense this kind of explosive and to get shut out is sad. I'll ask you this. Do we do we start asking if Derek Carr is the problem? I, I've not been on this train, but I'm just presenting 14 QBR, uh, 101 yards for an interception, 50 passer rating. Uh, I... I it, Blame pay calling, but I feel like when that's your stats and your ratings that low, like, I don't know. I, I, I've not been on the Derek Carr hate train, so people hear that. I, I think he's not been the issue, but it's a question worth asking. I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, statistically, even with that terrible game that just happened, Derek Carr, yeah, he's, he's 20th in yards. Okay, 17th in touchdowns, tied for 16th in picks, tied for 10th, or he's 10th in QBR. I mean, I, he's never, I guess you could say, yes, maybe it is time to move on from Derek Carr. But he's, uh, ha, ha, who, to who? No. I, I think it's no. got to be at least, I, I don't think anybody has ever said Derek Carr is, there was that one season where he was like a borderline MVP candidate for a little bit mm-hmm. before the Raiders kind of fell off at the end of the year. But I don't think anybody has ever said that Derek Carr is a top 10 quarterback in the league or even has that potential 
The point was they build this roster up so much that they don't need Derek Carr to be that. So you could say, yeah, maybe it's time to move on from him. But I don't know who you who are you going to try and go get. Like, you got to wait for the draft because uh, who is, even is their backup? Uh, Stidham got some stats. He's eight right. for 13, 72 yards against the Saints. They were, no, Stidham's yeah. not going to play better than Derek Carr. So no, I, I, I no, no, no. You could say maybe in the offseason, yeah, you got to move on, but I don't know. Of course, what I will say is Derek Carr has been, you know, a guy who has underperformed expectations a lot. He's not even on the same level as a guy like Kirk Cousins or even go back in the past, a guy like Alex Smith, someone you knew wasn't one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but was getting things done. Carr has been that guy yeah. uh, yet. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe, yeah, at the end of the season. But right now, I don't think any Raiders fan is going to be like, oh, yeah, Jared Stidham, let's go. Yeah, I, I do agree with you. Just looking at these stats, when your two best receivers have two catches for nine yards, Hunter Winfrey and Devontae Adams, that has to be coaching, right? If you if you have Devontae, you, you've got it. Like Mizzou right now with Luther Burden, like he's your best player. Jet sweeps, screen, like find a way yeah, to get him the you ball. You just have to get him the you ball. You find a way, you know. And so just seeing that, obviously they, they, they didn't find a way to get Devontae Adams the ball, who's – I'll I'll hear the argument if you say he's the best receiver in the league, but he is a top three, top five receiver in the league. Uh, if you're the Raiders, you've got to give him the ball. But also, di- diving down even more, Josh Jacob was only on ten carries the entire game. Like, yeah. So what were they? You got to keep doing? feeding him. You have what to keep they, feeding this what man. What are they doing on offense? That's what I would like to know. I, I just. And it's not like at the end of the first, it was seven to nothing. Like you had 15 minutes where you really weren't in that big of a hole and there was one and a half minutes left before they scored. So they had most the entire first quarter. It's not like, oh, we can't run from 14 down. I don't know. I I don't know. That's weird. It's really bad. And, you know, to top all that off, our worst performers of the week will be playing each other. Let's go. So Raiders are visiting the Jags um, in a game. I think CBS said only 2% of uh, viewing audiences will see. Um, really? Basically, they're hiding that game away from everybody. So why Why is that the case? Sportsly. Well, it's just because it's a noon game, I think, and there's a lot of... Oh, there's a different lot of markets and stuff CBS like that. in the markets, but yeah, only they said only like 2% of viewing audiences will have that as their CBS game this week. So that's got to be good news for people with eyes. So the, the Lord is looking out for the other 98% is what you're saying. Yeah, that's, okay. yeah. sometimes you have to sacrifice the two. Mm-hmm. Uh Speaking uh, of of results, and in, in, I don't even know if we were speaking of it, but I'm going to speak of it now. Uh, David went 11 and four last week. Come on, I went 10 and five, and now we are both tied at 72 and 51 in the season. I just mm. like to say that if we were betting just money lines straight off of our picks, we'd be doing pretty good. Yeah, um, with that, with how crazy this year's been too, we're doing pretty good. I think like week one and week two, we maybe were below 500 one of us or both of us but since then i don't think either one of us have dropped below 500 and i'm saying that and i'm about to go like what four and 11 probably this next week or whatever hey no whenever you had that 11 and three week remember you said you're cracked and the next week you went you went nine and five you did okay life comes at you fast i'm just gonna prepare for it um also every time i pick the Bengals and i get that one wrong i am okay with that i i'm rejoicing i will take the l (laughs) yeah there was a lot of that. I, I made the dumb choice of being like, the Rams are, I don't think the 49ers are actually that good because the Chiefs destroyed them. The Rams, I think, will have a bounce back week, and that didn't happen. I think, and that was the difference between yeah. us. Um, 
this week, a lot of just looking through the schedule, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight home underdogs this week. Mm. Lot, lot of home underdogs uh, and multiple double digit home underdogs in the Jets and the Texans. Uh, so yeah, we have we have four teams favored by more than five points and three over ten. Yeah, that's Ooh. that's this is a pretty wild week. And whenever I see that, I get nervous because that mm-hmm. I feel like I'm much more confident picking a team that's favored like minus five and a half versus a team that's favored minus thirteen. And I hate that the Chiefs are favored twelve and a half against yeah, the Titans. Chiefs being favored. 12 and a half against a team that for some reason finds a way to beat us every time we play them instead of, uh, with the exception of like one time in the past five years is infuriating. I don't like that either. Nervous. Uh, speaking of a double digit dog, uh, Eagles at Texans, uh, Thursday night football, continuing the trend of Al Michaels being forced to narrate crappy Thursday night football games, but he's the one that knew, he knew what he was getting into. So yeah. Oh yeah. I don't feel that bad for him. Uh, is there any reason to try to talk yourself into the Texans here? Wait, who's the underdog in this game? Oh yeah. That's a good question. Is it the undefeated team or the team with the worst record in the NFL? Well, Eagles have always been dogs ever since they won that Super Bowl. Don't forget it. Well, you're give, calm down. give me the true underdogs. Just tell me you're gonna pick the Eagles. <laughs> I ride with Philly. Sorry, I'm done. That was, I don't you're even care about really, the Eagles. <laughs> you're just really high on Philly right now because of the World Series. You know, also, what? Yeah, dude, what a time Philly. to be a Philly fan. Also, he's on my fantasy team, Jalen. So, come on. Yeah. yeah, that's great for you. Uh, we're both taking the Eagles here. The Texans are. <laughs> this this is a line that makes sense. The Texans. Mm-hmm. Um, being plus 13 in this game makes a lot of sense, especially on the short week, even though the Eagles are, are visiting. Uh, also, wait, well, th- that's, I just made the, it's another Philly Houston connection. It's, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Hey, so Phillies, let's and go. Astros are playing in the world series and the Eagles are, and Texans are going to play in a much less climactic. Go Phillies. Sorry. I just, I'm still petty for the Astros cheating. So go Phillies. Yeah, and they tried to like cheat again already in this World Series, like multiple mm-hmm. times. So, with the with the bat. Yeah, with the bat, and then the, do you see the guy leaning into the pitch? Yeah, uh, I was like, bro, that's so obvious. Yeah, there you go. Uh, up next, Chargers at Falcons. You know, the Chargers also <laughs> have choking disease. <laughs> I so love it. This can, <laughs> this, this this is sketchy. The Chargers had a bye week last week, uh, so they didn't have the opportunity to do something really stupid. Uh, <laughs> but they probably tried their best. Uh, and the Falcons pulled out that nail biter against the Panthers that they tried to give away. The Falcons are plus three, even though they are home, another home dog. David, what do you think in here? See, you know, this is tough. I, I think I've picked more against the Chargers because we joked around and picked against them against Houston. We were wrong about that. I think we genuinely picked Cleveland to win that game, but we were wrong about that. Uh we picked them against Denver, so we right. But then I think we both picked Seattle to beat them two weeks ago, and we were right about that. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to mess around and do it again. I don't know. It, this team is just falling apart, and we talk about it so much, so we don't have to spend too much time on it. But I just – I mean, I know Justin Herbert puts up good numbers, but 
I mean, if you don't have any guys to throw to, it doesn't really matter. Um, also, do we know if is Cordero Patterson supposed to be back? I think he might be close, right? Let me look. Let me see if I can find. Because if he is back, that's a pretty big game changer. Because he's can do a little bit of everything. Uh, um, Cordero Patterson could be on verge of returning. <laughs> okay, wow, that's just so what helpful. What the frick does that even? Uh, I mean, I'll let you. I'm not, why am I? I'm, give me the Falcons. I, I'll be cheering for the Falcons to win. And uh, I mean, they, they've proven they can score points. Uh, and I'm finding with this Chargers team, if, if you can just score points, uh, they kind of begin to panic because um, Brandon Staley sometimes makes interesting decisions in game. So I don't know. This may be a really dumb pick, but give me the Falcons. I, I don't think it's a dumb pick, but I'm still going to go with the Chargers here. And I, I don't know. I don't feel good about it. But I think that in my mind, I'm thinking this is a game that I really want the Chargers to lose, which means that they're somehow going to win it. Mm. Um, and I think the bye week is probably pretty helpful for them. As I think they're a team that probably needs the bye week the most of anyone um, being banged up. And I, I just, this game will be close in the end, and it's going to be a who's trying to give it away first, I think. And <laughs> I think maybe the Falcons will. Um, and it looks like Patterson is not going to return. Um, but I, I don't know. Um, they, another game still that. Speculating, so it's possible, but. Well, I was going to say another game that you don't want to watch, but this game could be actually wildly entertaining, like a 43-41 to 41 this, finish. <laughs> that could be a real good fourth quarter game. This is a game you may not want to watch the first three quarters of, but if you get down to the fourth, you, you may want to turn this bad boy on. Oh, for sure. So, so I'm gonna we're going to split there. I'll go Chargers, David goes Falcons. Up next, Dolphins at Bears. Uh, Bears coming I don't, off of a bad loss well not really a bad yeah. loss just a loss of the cowboys i don't think anybody expected them to win that game i don't yeah. think anybody expected it to go as high scoring and the dolphins have not lost a game in which tua has played the entire game hmm. it's true so and tyree kill is a fringe mvp candidate and is on pace to break calvin johnson's i know all the on pace stuff is kind of dumb but it's on pace to break calvin johnson's single season receiving record yeah, he already has 961 receiving yards and in eight weeks. I think he already has like the most 150 plus receiving yard games in Dolphins history. Mm. Um, and he has only been on that team for eight games. So Tyreek is insane. Um, Bears are underdogs plus five. David, how you feeling? Well, I want to ask you, I. Give me, give me uh, the Dolphins. I want to ask you, though, with these new the trades that just happened today, Dolphins getting Bradley Chubb and Jeff Wilson Jr., and then the Bears got Chase Claypool. Uh, do you think that affects this game at all, helps one team or the other? What do you think? Um, well, the Bears also traded Roquan Smith as well. It's um, true. Now they don't have... Uh, they can't stop anybody. I, it's a uniform trick thing. Um, I think people see the Bears and they think, oh, good defense. But the Cowboys were like getting whatever they wanted against the Bears. It was bad. Um, yeah. And I think that there's no reason to believe that the Dolphins, especially with Waddle and Hill on the outside, 
won't be able to get everything that they want. I don't even know if it matters if Wilson's there or not, really. Mm. Um, so I, I don't, I don't. Maybe you could say maybe it changes the outcome points wise, but I don't think it changes the outcome winning wise. And I'm going to go with Dolphins here. Yeah, I agree. Uh, up next, Panthers at Bengals. Uh, Bengals favored minus seven, despite just getting embarrassed. That was bad on, on national television on Monday. Um, but maybe, maybe it was just a Halloween thing. Who knows? And the Panthers, like we've already talked about, choked the game away against Atlanta. Did put up 37 or 34 points, though, yeah, which is I, something they've been able to do with him. I just, I kind of want to take the Panthers because it would be fun, but I don't think, I, I don't yeah. see the, the Bengals playing that bad back to back weeks. Yeah. I think the Browns were kind of a matchup nightmare for the Bengals a little bit. But I, something I, that was pretty evident, they are heavily reliant on Jamar Chase. He is that, really the only guy that can get open quick. So now that he doesn't have that, the offense needs a second and a half more. And we saw last night that they can't afford to wait a second and a half more. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be really telling. Well, that's why I think the Browns have such a good front seven. Um, that I think that's that was part of the problem for them, for the Bengals. Because like you can't run the ball. The have that. They can't pass the ball because of their protection. But now you can't run the ball because you're kind of one dimensional. Because you're like I, I can send four and drop seven in the coverage because we know we can get to you. Mm-hmm. But if you can't run the ball because of the yeah, it's they're in a tough situation. I don't. I mean, they they'll probably still make the playoffs, but I they're gonna have to work pretty hard because I think this team might struggle. Still, I'm going to take the Bengals. Um, I just don't trust Carolina. Um, obviously, we hope we're wrong. We always like an NSC team beating an AFC contender to help the Chiefs. That's just how that is. Uh, but I think the Bengals bounce back and win this. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I don't see them having that bad of a performance two weeks in a row. And again, I think the Browns have a really good front seven on defense um, and really good at rushing the passer. And I don't think the Panthers are terrible at that, but they don't. I don't think they're near as strong as as the Browns were. Also, the division game sometimes those are just weirder. Yeah, that's um, true. As evidenced by the Raiders being able to score all day um, in every one of their division games, and then not being able to score against the Saints so, anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Packers at Lions is up next, and <laughs> Lions are underdogs. They just traded away. We're recording this on Tuesday, by the way. Right. Two hours, three hours after the trade deadline, almost. Um, they traded away TJ Hawkinson. Which Very surprised. Well, I'm more surprised at where they traded him. Yeah. Uh, why are you helping? Why are you helping a rival? Why? Why? Why are you? I don't know. They traded him to the Vikings, um, which just seems real weird. I mean, that's why I never thought that the Broncos were going to trade us Bradley Chubb. Why help us? No, no. Well, I saw a quote, and someone said that the uh, Lions owner has been quoted saying he's not scared to trade within division. He's willing to do whatever he can to make his team better. But I also think there's a certain line, because I think you actually just solidified the Vikings. They're winning this division by a a lot, a large margin. What are they up, four games now? Yeah. And it's like, just lost again. 
I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking there. Um, cause Hawkinson's young. He's, I, I said this in the family group chat, like he, he's fast. He can, he's a good route runner. He has some tendencies of Kelsey. He has some, kind of slight similarities of being, um, a big tight end and a physical one, but he can also run and spread the field and, you know, catch balls down, down the field, which yeah. <laughs> it makes this Vikings team even more dangerous, you know? Yeah, that's true. Gives Kirk more weapons. Um, and the, the Lions just did not obviously look good, um, have not looked good since the first couple of weeks of the season. I think there was a little bit of a mirage. There was some hard knocks juice. Uh, David, over under week 14, does Dan Campbell, is Dan Campbell still the Lions coach after week 14? This is year two for him, right? Yeah. I think he is. Um, I, it's been rough, but I, he's nine twenty-five and one. Hmm. This is tough though, because I'm I'm thinking of a lens through a fan of my team. They have different expectations, and that they haven't won for a while. Obviously, like if we had a Dan Campbell production after Andy Reid, he wouldn't last long, right? Because of that expectation. I think they're willing to be more patient to try to hopefully build something. I don't know though. Um, I, I should also say that the nine twenty five and one includes when he took over as interim coach for the Dolphins in twenty fifteen, and they went five and seven. Um, oh, so so he's four twenty two and which is yes. might be worse. He's four twenty two and one, and he won. I, they're bad. They're really bad. Yeah. They don't look good on either side of the ball at times, uh, or most of the time, I would say. Sometimes their offense looks like it's clicking a little, but I don't think trading Hawkinson away is going to help that. You hear this. Do you think them trading Hawkinson, is that an alarming rate? Is, is alarming if you're Dan Campbell? Like, you think they're about to clean house, or you think that doesn't affect Dan Campbell right now? Well, I'm assuming he was involved in the decision somewhat. Uh, but yeah, I, I would be concerned if one of my three best offensive players got traded and I was a coach that had not been succeeding in my two seasons. Mm. Um, again, it's the lions. Their tolerance for losing is high. It's very high actually. Um, but I don't, I mean, is Dan Campbell doing any better than Matt Patricia was? No, I I, although so. I will say sources do say that he has a locker room better than Patricia did. But if you're not winning, right, does that matter? It, it, I don't think they're going to care if you can't win. And eventually that you're going to lose the locker room when True. you lose. It, like you have to, I, I got You got to think at some point, those guys are not going to want to be perpetual losers. Yeah. That's you can only go two now, and 15 but... so long before the players start to be like, all right, <laughs> I think, I think that they have two more bad losses and he's done by week 12. Like hmm. I, I think they have two real bad losses and he's done by week 12. Yeah, And also, we haven't even talked about it. Packers struggling. They played a semi-close game to the Bills on Sunday Night Football. Obviously have lost, what, now four in a row? Um, I can just pull up my handy-dandy app and look. They've lost one, two, three, four in a row. Yeah. Yep. Before actually starting three and one. Mm -hmm. uh, hmm. I... I, I I don't see Aaron Rodgers owns the Lions. That in my brain, that's still true. Um, yeah, I'm picking the Packers. 
I am too. I I know the Bills won, but I think Packers found an identity. Um, something the Bills have done this year is one they rely a lot on Josh Allen. I was listening today, and he's accounted for twenty one of twenty three touchdowns this year. Uh, and they like to let teams back in. They abandoned the run, uh, put on Josh Allen, and he threw two late picks. And Aaron Jones had twenty carries for one hundred forty three yards. So as weird as it sounds, I think Packers may thing. have found an identity. It's the thing that we've been telling them to do all yeah. year. It's run the freaking football. And that's what and like, Aaron Rodgers, I think, wants them to do too. Mm-hmm. Well, like to their defense, not the decision-making, but like Dobbs, what's what's his name even? Let me, I got to click on the thing. Romero Dobbs was the high, was the highest uh, target. Randall Cobb's out, Lazard's out, like, Man, they're scraping the barrel with these guys, and they're doing the best they can, Rodgers and the rookies. So, yeah, lean into the run game, man. And uh, I don't know. I think that – I know they lost, but they may have helped find an identity for them. So, we'll, we'll and see. I, we'll also say this. The Lions' defense is bad. Like, yes. real, real bad. C. Yeah. As long as, long as the receivers can catch some of the balls Aaron Rodgers throws to them, they're going to be open. They are going to be open against this Lions' secondary. They're allowing 431 yards a game. Yeah, it's terrible. It's one of the worst defenses in NFL history at this point. Um, so I, I, I think that, yeah, there, there's potential here for the, the Packers to kind of get right with an absolute clowning of the Lions. So yep. that's what I'm counting on. Um, up next, the Poopfecta game that we've already talked about, and that <laughs> is the Raiders at Jaguars. Uh, we spent time talking about both these teams considerably, so I don't know if we want to really spend any more time on them. Uh, I'm going to go with the Raiders here, as dumb as that sounds, after they put up a goose egg. Me too. I just look at the offense, and there's just no way I can pick against the Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Hunter Winfro, and Darren Waller led with Derek Carr offense. That you, when you hear that, you're like, oh, yeah, this offense is good, right? Mm-hmm. Surely. I, Surely. I, I, if, we're, if we're coming down to who I think is going to have a worse performance, Derek Carr, Trevor Lawrence, I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence. So Yeah. I mean, if you listen to this podcast and Nathan, you, you are the same. I, I was kind of riding the Jags. I thought they would be really good. I don't know what's happened, but I thought this team would be pretty decent. But man, they have, they have talent. It's just not. I mean, it, it starts at the top. Your quarterback's making bad mistakes and, and not playing well. It doesn't matter how many yards Travis Etienne has. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, that's true. Up, up next, Colts at Patriots. Another uh, ha, is Frank. Wright, they just fired their OC today. The Colts did. Um, Marcus Brady. Frank, yeah, I think Frank Wright might be the first. Might be the first coach fired. Um, mm. the, Low this key. team yeah. again has talented players. Um, they did just also they traded Hines. Um, to the Bills mm-hmm. for a Bills backup running back and a pick, I think. Yeah, they got Zach. Points. They got Zach Moss and a third, maybe. Yeah. Um, I I think the Colts might be in pack it in mode this year already. Uh, they beat the Chiefs, so that they won their Super Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. And the Patriots, I mean, haven't looked fantastic, but they they beat the Jets, a team that was pretty hot. Um, before this, um, they've looked like they struggled at points in the season, but I, I don't have real belief that Sam Ellinger is, is going to, to lead the Colts to a win here. I'm going to go with the Patriots. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. Although I saw a clip on that final drive, the Colts had, he did throw a beauty 
just Michael Pittman at midfield. And Michael Pittman just legitimately just dropped the ball. They would have put him at mid, it would have put him at midfield uh, with like twenty five to thirty seconds left, and that would have set them up. Um, so that that kind of hurts, but I, I think it's more than the quarterback is the issue for this team. Mm. Um, they got to fix their offensive line. They got to get more guys around him outside of jo- uh, Jonathan Taylor. So yeah, I think the Patriots are the better team. Um, Bill Belichick's defense is starting to pull through. They're, they're looking pretty decent, besides a weird Bears game. Um, yeah, they're finding Monday Night Football is just strange. I'm... Yeah, they're they're finding ways to win. And I mean, Mac Mac Jones played all right, but if that doesn't work, they still got Bailey Zappi. So give me the Pats. Mm-hmm. Up next, um, Bills at Jets. Jets are home dogs in this game, plus thirteen. Uh, Bills, you know. They are the best team in the AFC right now. I are you surprised know. it's that big of a line? Even no. if the Jets are five and three? No, because I think if you look at the Jets' wins, um, a lot of their wins aren't looking too hot right now. Sure. And anytime they've come up against a kind of tough defense, they've been they've wilted a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zach Wilson is maybe the league leader in what in the hell was that throws? <laughs> Uh, he just, he literally said in a press conference that he gets bored and sometimes he just tries to do something and that's not what you want your quarterback to say. Um, and yeah, dude is, he, he loves a good, oh my God, that defensive back's wide open. Let me just toss it in there. Um, and yeah, the bills, you, like you said, they're relying on Josh Allen too much. Maybe they don't even cover this, but I don't, I don't, I'm not picking the jets here. I'm going to pick the bills. Yeah, I think the Bills win, but dude, I, they just they why are you why are you stop why do you stop running the football? Like that's that's lost in playoff games when Josh Allen has been quarterback and that hey, don't that give might, them tips. It's true. I mean, I know you can talk as much like the Bills are king, but like y'all don't have a Super Bowl win or an, or an appearance. And I know there's Bill fans that don't not all Bills fans think this way, but like you just you cannot rely completely on Josh Allen um, yeah. because teams in the playoffs, like we have seen, can somewhat contain him, and then this offense becomes one-dimensional. Um, literally give the well, ball to Singletary. He went off in the first half, and then you stop running the football. Why do you do that? We did that. We've done that in the past with Pat, and it hasn't worked out well. Um, no. Games that were more balanced are games that were winning. Yep. Uh, you look at, I mean, I mean, you look at the best performance of the Chiefs offense this year was against the 49ers, and that was a pretty balanced game. Mahomes obviously had the big plays through three touchdowns, two of which were pretty long touchdowns, but uh, Hardman was getting the ball. We were, we had a lot of uh, rushing attack, Pacheco. and Three Hunter, receivers and over 100 yards. So they were spreading yeah. the ball around, but we were also running it. And yeah, the Bills, the Bills love to throw it, um, which is good against defenses like ours, but they may not always be playing us. So yeah. Up next, Vikings at Commanders. Commanders are home in this one, but they are underdogs plus three and a half. This is where I'm going off script from what I should be doing, and I'm going to pick the Commanders. Ooh! Oh shoot! Um, no, dude. I can see a situation in which uh, Heineke does some stupid crap and Kirk Cousins loses. And I don't know why. I just feel like that's going to happen this week. I have a gut feeling about the commanders and I'm going to pick them and I'm going to be wrong, but I'm doing it anyway. 
David, now I'm all, what now you, I'm all nervous. What are you thinking? Just take the Vikings. It's I, a smart I, pick. I yeah. should take the Commanders. I'm going to go Vikings, but you know, a couple weeks ago when you said, this just seems like a game the Falcons would win, and they won it. I'm just getting like vibes of that. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to take the Vikings. That I will say this. When do we start like respecting the Vikings? Because they're still winning games. Like they're putting out dubs. Like when are we going to be like, all right, Vikings are a good football team. I think it, that has burned. to come. I think we've just been burned by Kurt too many times. Because if you think about it, and people will say, like, what about that one, like, Minneapolis miracle they're running they had in the playoffs? Quarterback for that was Case Keenum, not Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've just been burned by Kirk in, in prime time and in big moments, and that's why, that's why we're worried about it. However, you know, daylight savings time might actually help him because the game is going to technically be an hour earlier than it would have normally been so that's that's only got to improve kirk's performance at this yeah, point in maryland yeah yeah so you think tj uh, gets some snaps here maybe a limited package yeah, i'm i'm sure he's in i mean the trade happened on tuesday he'll be in the facility tomorrow morning and uh, yeah i bet they'll get him in some stuff as well so yeah I, i'm saying all that but it <laughs> this could be this could be real dumb I mean, it would be kind of fun, though, if Commanders won, because that <laughs> NFC uh, East would be like 8-0, 7-2, 7-2, 5-5. Everyone have a winning record, which would be kind of crazy. Also, uh, important note, Chase Young back. This Ooh. is going to be his first game back this week. So, um, yeah, I think we should cheer know. for the Commanders to win this, well, because yeah, of course. then it'd be... <laughs> right now, the playoffs are Cowboys 5, Giants 6 seed. If Commanders can get that seven seed, you know how cracked that'd be if the whole entire NFC. It may not be possible by the yeah, end of the year, but the, the entire NFC East was in. Historically, <laughs> been garbage the last like ten years, and has barely gotten one team into the playoffs, and that's only because they're required to have a spot if they win the division. Yeah, and if that happens, the divisional round could be the NFC East versus the NFC East, which would be great. That'd just be mayhem. That'd be fun. Um, up next. Seahawks at Cardinals. Call of Duty's out, so Ky- Kyler Murray lost. Ooh, <laughs> that was evident. Is out. The SPR 208 is broken, I've been told. I didn't drop $60 to play it, so I, I would know first. Although it's tempting. It is very tempting. I TikTok is really marketing this game towards me. Um, you want to split it? Split a digital? <laughs> I don't know how that works. Let's, but... talk, let's talk off the air. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, a digital cop. You got me thinking about Call of Duty now. Anyway, the Seahawks <laughs> uh, visit the Cardinals. The Cardinals are still favored, minus two. The normal home bump is like minus three typically. So you could, in a way, change this and say the Seahawks are actually kind of favored um, because normally home is automatically worth three points. Uh, so I, I. Give me I, the Seahawks. Yeah. Give me the I'm Hawks. I'm going to ride the hot hand, right? Dude, I mean, they're playing well. Hopkins, Hopkins did make a difference um, in the Cardinals, but yet, what is he didn't play defense? Well, well he doesn't it. play defense and he doesn't call the plays. I don't know what what is going on in Cliff Kingsbury's mind. Um, I feel uh, let's just would he be smarter if his name was Kurt? Is it the Cliff? Is Cliff like a not a smart enough name? If he was Kurt Kingsbury, would he be a better play caller? Maybe. It's possible. 
never has one man gotten so much from a quarterback that he once used to coach. Mm. Like maybe him and Adam Gase, Mount Rushmore of, look, uh, this quarterback played under us. Give us a job, please. Adam Gase had Peyton Manning and Cliff Kingsbury had Patrick Mahomes. And now that yeah, I've said it before, I'll say if Cliff Kingsbury was ugly, he wouldn't have a job. <laughs> I'm saying it. If Cliff no, Kingsbury, I won't. I won't say that. I was going to say some of them. Cliff Kingsbury was not an attractive man. He would not still be the coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Okay, that's mm-hmm. I, I. I just a fact. So, yeah. What? I don't even if, get what you just typed there. You said if he wasn't, uh, if oh, he was ugly, yeah. he wouldn't that's have a job. True. <laughs> that's true. All, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, David was correct in what he just. Also, uh, something that's really alarming: their leading rusher and the third leading rusher was a quarterback and receiver for the Cardinals. Like, yeah, yeah, no, you just can't do that, dude. I uh, also Seahawks are they? Do they have the best draft from last year? Their two offensive linemen are balling out. Their rookie running backs balling out. Their pass rusher, who's a rookie, playing pretty well, and they have a really great cornerback. Like. Pete Carroll and this management kind of balled out in this draft. Yeah, they're I, I don't really know. I don't I don't know why nobody saw this coming. It just it caught us so off guard. I think everybody was so enamored with the Russell Wilson part of the mm. um trade that nobody really paid attention to what happened afterwards. But yeah, each each week this trade is looking better and better for the Seahawks. Um and again, I still don't know if Gino is the QB of the future there. He's, he's good right now, but they have put themselves in a good position where even if Gino does falter or comes back down to earth, they're, they're now a QB away, um, which you were thinking before they had the QB and they were had so many holes in the rest of their team, it didn't look like they can compete. Now it looks like they can compete. So, Yeah, I, yeah I this defense... They have 22 sacks, five picks, and actually four of those five picks have been by their rookie cornerback. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I think Geno's Seahawks won that trade, and Geno's playing well, dude. He's a hair under 2,000 yards passing, um, which is pretty he's, good. 13 touchdowns and three MVP picks. Candidate. He's borderline yeah. MVP. 13 tutties and three picks, which 13 touchdowns isn't terribly high, but wait, I mean, when you're not turning the ball over, like you can the be willing to playing well. Yeah, exactly. So I think the Seahawks keep rolling. Mm-hmm. Well, we're both going with the Seahawks there. Up next, Rams at Buccaneers. David, does the loser of this game make the playoffs? No. I don't think so either. So which team's not making the playoffs? Dude, honestly, should I go as far as to say that both teams aren't making the playoffs? You could. I... I the Rams get they would have to win what nine? They would, the Rams no. have a much tougher job because they still have to play us. They gotta play the Seahawks again, I believe. Um, then Raiders, Packers, yeah. they play the Chargers and the Seahawks again. They both their may not make the playoffs. Their schedule is much more difficult. I think the Buccaneers are favor uh, have better odds right now because their division is looking weird as hell. They could still win it. Um I'm going Bucks here. The the Los Angeles team traveling to the East Coast is never good. Um, it's always that that 
Um, West to East thing is a real thing. The Rams look lifeless. The Bucks are coming off a kind of mini bye week, um, essentially because they played Thursday night and then have had a long rest after that. I, I, and the way that the Rams played didn't inspire any confidence in me. I think the Bucks are a better roster. I think the Bucks have a quarterback that's playing better right now. Um, and I, I just not believing in the Rams. And also we have the Cooper Cup thing hanging over our heads, which, you know, he's expected to play, but is he going to be 100%? And if he's not, he's their offense. So I'm going mm-hmm. Bucks. Yeah, I think I'll go Bucks too. I really didn't know on this one, but I'm just looking, do I trust Brad, Tom Brady or Matt Stafford more? Even right now, even with Brady kind of playing. I think Brady's thrown for 2,200 yards. He's le- he's actually leading the league in Brady yards. Brady is playing better than Stafford this season. Yeah. Brady leads the league in yards, and he's thrown nine touchdowns and one interception. Yeah, he's not throwing a whole lot of touchdowns, but Brady's not turning the ball over, which is what we just talked about with Geno. Like, if you're not turning the ball over, like, you're giving yeah. your team that much higher chance to win. When I look at running backs, I trust Leonard Fournette and that group of backs more than Henderson and – well, not Cam Akers, rest in peace. Like, and then, yeah, I'll, I'll take, actually, no, I think I'll take receiving core even over the Rams. You got Cup, but yeah. outside of that, outside of Cup. yeah, it's crazy how, I'm sure this has happened with like the Panthers and stuff, but like, have we seen a team win a Super Bowl and then just like fall apart as much as the Rams have? Um, that, that Broncos team right after they beat the Panthers was bad, but you could also say like they not only, they lost their quarterback and stuff. A no, team yeah, that yeah. a team that keeps mostly the same nucleus, um, and then is not able to at least kind of put up a decent defense. Yeah, it's it's been a while because the Broncos lost a little bit more than they did. But yeah, I'm yeah they lost their franchise. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked. Well, Peyton Manning was a shell of himself, but they were, there was a lot of stuff. They, they didn't have a quarterback. I, I would say teams that keep their quarterback after winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't, I, this is, seems kind of unprecedented, honestly. So. And honestly, like Aaron Donald's still been a factor, but even him, it's like, I, I think like Chris Jones is having a better year. Miles Garrett right now is having a better, like even like Aaron Donald seems to be like kind of, eh. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they, so. maybe him and McVay should have walked off. Maybe they should have actually mm. retired, like they said they were going to. Uh, up next, Titans at Chiefs. We already talked about the fact that neither one of us loves that the Chiefs are minus twelve and a half favorites. And also, this game is on Sunday Night Football, so no matter what, everybody's going to be talking about what happens in it. Uh, <laughs> so it'll be fresh in everyone's mind if the Chiefs. Even if they barely pull out a win here, this isn't going to be good for us. We need to stomp this team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to pick against them. I'm picking no. the Chiefs. Uh, the, yeah. It is It is tractor Cedo season. Uh, Derrick Henry is looking real good uh, right now. Our run defense is actually not bad. However, I worry about our ability to tackle against mm-hmm. him. But Willie Gay is back, though, which helps that in that capacity, too. That and I'm not confident that, you know, if the Chiefs can score on 75%, score a touchdown on 75% of their possessions, which sounds a little wild, but is actually something we regularly do. I don't think the Titans can keep up. I just don't. Yeah. I'm going to say it, knock on wood, whatever you want to say. I, I, one, this team isn't as good as past Titans team. And I really don't think we really, 
we don't realize really how not great this Titans team is this year, really. Their wins are the Raiders, the Colts, the Commanders, the Colts, the Texans. They, mm-hmm. that those are some of the, the worst teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and they looked, games, they looked decent last week, but you, like you said, they're playing the Texans. And all of those wins, they've not they've they've won by a, a touchdown or less. Like they've not been they've been close. Uh, their highest scored games were twenty four and twenty four against the Raiders and Colts, and then it's like twenty one, nineteen, seventeen. I don't know. I just think this team is is not nearly as good as what we've seen in years past. So yeah. I will say this: this isn't a jinx. If the Chiefs play like they did against the Niners, this so should be a blowout. Yeah. yeah. If they play like that, it should be a blowout. Will they? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. The by week, Andy. There's Andy Reid off a of bye. Energy. He's got an insanely good record off a of bye. Oh, let me look it up. And McDuffie has been activated, so our first round cornerback is back, and the defense is like 100 percent back together for the first time since actually the first half of week one, which is really nice. Andy Reid teams. This was last year. They are 19 and three off a of bye. So 20 and three. With Mahomes, he is seven and one off a of bye. Bro, you need to what what game did we lose off a of bye? You gotta can you can you just find that real quick while I'm talking about how if Mike Dana he's the only one questionable. Uh, if he can be back, this Chiefs defense will be hundred percent. How are we seven? Oh, the playoffs are included. I was like they Yeah. Mahomes oh. hasn't been there long enough for them to have eight And it's not been in the playoffs because we've lost in the AFC championship games or the Super Bowl. Uh, it's not Look, telling me in that article. It might be the it might be the Titans. It actually, I think it might be because is that last year or when you know when the Mahomes had that crazy jump pass in the pocket, like threw it in the air, and we were up ten, and then we somehow lost that game, like maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to. It's it's not it's it's not one to come up here. But yeah, Andy Reid is good off a of bye, and I think it's just because he just focuses the team so well. Um, yeah, and they and, get to do a lot, they get to just plan specifically for the next team that they're playing yes, as well. Yeah. So then they just do some real wild crap on offense that is specifically designed to screw the other team. I can't find it. I'll figure it out later. But and yeah. what's what's been the danger? Like what's kind of hurt the Titans is like this whole week they're like, if we stop Derrick Henry, we will win. Right, that's kind of the mindset of okay, we're gonna we're gonna build our base packages and we're gonna build, you know these mm-hmm. these 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 defenses uh, mm-hmm. prepping to stop Derrick Henry Willis, who only attempted ten passes in the last game. So. Yeah. Oh, actually, do we know who's like starting in that? I think it's going to be Willis again. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they said it was going to be. Oh, he said wait until Wednesday. They think it's going to be Malik Willis, um, but they're waiting until Wednesday to say for sure. Okay, so I found Tanhill. I found a game in which we lost after the bye week, but Mahomes wasn't playing. In 2017, we lost the Giants 12 to nine after Ugh. the bye week. That was the year we lost Ugh. the Cowboys. Had the bye week and then lost to the Giants, lost to Buffalo, who wasn't very was was okay that year because Allen didn't have those pieces around him. And then we lost to the Jets, thirty eight to thirty one. Man, that's sad. And that's then we won sad. out. We won those four games, but then guess who we lost to? 
the freaking Titans in the playoffs. Yep. That was the Marcus Mariota game. Where he threw it to himself. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about the Titans anymore. <laughs> uh, last year. Yeah. Chiefs should win. Chiefs should win. Last game on the slate. Ravens at Saints. Saints, uh, the last home dog, plus three. Um, the Ravens are coming off a win against the Bucks in which they looked okay, but I would say a lot of people come out of that game thinking more about how the Bucks looked bad. They did just pick up uh, another Roquan defender, Smith, Roquan right? Smith. From Bears? Yeah. Yep. Uh, which is, I'm sure Lamar's happy about because he's been crying for a wide receiver forever. Not crying. That's not the right word. He's been wanting a wide receiver and probably rightfully so. Wait, isn't, isn't Roquan Smith a linebacker, or am I crazy? Yeah, yeah, that's why I said he must be happy about that, that they're trading for a linebacker. Oh, gotcha. Um, Sorry. The Saints are coming off of that win against the Raiders. I don't get the Saints. I think that's one team I just don't understand if they're good or yeah, not. I don't know either. Um, I'm going with the Ravens here uh, because Lamar Jackson. Yeah, this this team runs the ball better than anybody in the league. Um, I think I just trust Harbaugh and Jackson and this team more than I trust New Orleans. I think I, I've heard some commentators say this, and I don't necessarily disagree. I think Ravens are one of the few teams that could be Super Bowl contenders still. Mm-hmm. If they can just figure out a way to finish games, like they they run the ball better than anybody. Um, if I'm not mistaken, they have forced. I think they might have forced the most turnovers. Uh, in the league, I think you're um, right. like I think they they're figuring it the out. Problem, but much worse that we were talking about with the Bills is they can get real one dimensional. Except their one dimension is running, and mm. so then if you put Lamar in obvious passing situations with that, with the lack of weapons, and sometimes he struggles to make consistent throws in tight windows. I think yeah, you can really put them in a box. Yeah, this defense has 23 sacks, eight picks, and seven forced fumbles. And nine forced fumbles, seven of those recovered. So, yeah, and the best kicker. uh, Best kicker in NFL history. I'll say (laughs) that helps a lot. Um, So, yeah, I think the Ravens Ravens will be fine. They just got to finish, figure out a way to finish games, bro. Did you you see um, what Justin Tucker said? On the on the on the plane, on flight back. Like, oh, we're just gonna do some high knees or something like that. <laughs> yeah. He's so savage. He's, he's funny. He also just looks yeah. so comfortable in that private jet. I was like, man, that looks. Is Justin Tucker. Like, this is the last question before we close the show. Is Justin Tucker the most well liked great player of all time? Nobody hates him. I don't feel like even the teams that he makes kicks against. I, I just don't feel like mm-hmm. Justin Tucker has a hater. There's always when you get to a certain level of good just comes naturally there's people that just hate you is there anybody that's like i hate justin tucker he's overrated i don't know a single person i don't know why I, why i mean you can't statistically you can't be like justin tucker's overrated system kicker like it, it you can't say that hey no one hated to no i'm just yeah kidding. yeah nobody, <laughs> hated nobody hates mahomes um I, well, i'm trying to think actually, even might be universally he's pretty i mean i don't hate josh allen i no, he's incredible. Course, I do think that Josh Allen is not better than Patrick Mahomes, which means that I think he's overrated now, I guess. So that would exclude me from that. Yeah, but you would agree, though, when you say that Mahomes and Allen are generational yeah, talents and yeah, some of the greatest quarterbacks. They are the, they are the quote-unquote Mahomes and – or Mahomes. <laughs> the Manning and Brady of this generation, I think. Mm. 
Um, but I will tell you, I don't think Josh is Brady. So mm. I guess we'll, I, I, we'll use context clues to finish that uh, equation yeah. to fill in the blanks. But yeah. Yeah. Dude, I love football. And um, it's what we're hitting week nine. It's kind of flying by, um, which means yeah, the stakes are higher. So football's off uh, and, and rolling. So thank you all for listening. It is what do you want to watch? We've been talking about it and you have been listening to it. See you later.